Welcome back to episode 12 of Girl on a Train. Today is actually a very, very special episode because I am bringing on my first guest. So I want to remotely introduce everybody to my good friend, Kurt. Kurt is such an amazing person and I want to let him introduce himself for himself. So take it away, Kurt. Thank you. Um, like Laura said, my name is Kurt Walker. Um, I am studying business administration at High Point University in North Carolina. Um, I'm super into travel. I was just in Europe before the coronavirus. I love personal development and all things about, you know, bettering yourself and stuff. And that's kind of how Laura and I met. So we'll get into that later. Yeah, definitely. So that's super cool that he goes to High Point. I actually have a bunch of friends that go there. So it's kind of funny how we met. We are both a part of a self-development group called Maxi. You guys know I talk about it all the time, but it's just like a self-development kind of program that Arlen Moore has created. And yeah, we met through there. I'm pretty sure it was like the first time we all were introduced to like the Slack group chat. So we like, we use this app called Slack, um, to have a group chat with all the maxi members and Kurt like posted something and I per- posted something and I DM'd him and I was like, wait, you seem so cool. So yeah. And then wait, I think you said something like, Oh my God, I was just going to DM you or something. I don't even remember what it was, but it was really funny how we met just like online. And I think we'll talk about, you know, how like online relationships are such a big thing in, 2020 and in the coming years, how it's just going to be very beneficial to be able to build relationships with people online and all stuff like that. We did um, ask some questions on both of our Instagram stories, you know, what you guys want to hear and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, we both have a bunch of questions. We told you guys to ask us like literally anything. So whatever you guys wanted to hear, we are going to deliver, hopefully. And yes, yeah, so Kurt, do you want to say anything else about yourself before we get into the questions? Anything um, like based on what I said? No, that all sounded really good. Uh yeah, but we yeah, we basically just met like through Maxi and mm-hmm. shout out to Arlen for the connection. Yeah, shout out. We love and him. <laughs> internet friends are real, despite what your parents say. True, true. But yeah, I think that's it. I'm ready for some questions. Okay, so let's let's start. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Doesn't matter. Mm, I'll start. We can go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. So this question is, I think this one's really good. We're gonna start off hard. So okay, amazing. <laughs> how do you balance social media and appeasing? your viewers versus keeping your original identity? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. Shout out whoever asked that. Yeah, I, that um, was that's yeah. an intense question because a lot of people, because you want to post the content that people want to see, but like you also have to tell like that's not your life 100% of the time. You're not always doing those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have like a specific example on something you do or do you want me to start off with that? I don't really care. Whatever works. Yeah. You go ahead and start and then I'll like tell an example too. Yeah, sure. So at least for me, um, I've definitely, you know, had my fair share of like people making fun of like my content that I put out, honestly, like whatever at this point, it's kind of just like, so in the back of my mind, um, I think a big reason why my content can appeal to so many people is because I try to be the most like real authentic version of myself. Like sometimes I like won't wear makeup in my videos cause I'm having like a bad acne day. Like it just, it just happens like that. I try to not put so much thought into my appearance, because like at the end of the day, like if your content can tell a story, then I think that's what's most important. Um, and even just like being able to help people like one of my videos, I did like a, I mean, although it was a trend, like I did like the going to Chuck E. Cheese video when Shane Dawson, (laughs) like posted that whole thing. Um, and 
like we all looked like actual cracks in the video. Like it was so funny, but the video has like 52,000 views, which is like for a small content creator. That's like a lot. Yeah. That's a big Um, deal. So yeah, we, we just didn't really care about what we like looked like or stuff like that. We just kind of just went in, did it, told the story and got out type of thing. So I think just being able to kind of stay true to knowing that at the end of the day, if you tell the story and you're helping people through your content, that's what should be most important. Like you should not want to get viewers because of like your, your physical appearance. I think that's kind of stupid. I think that defeats (laughs) the whole purpose of like creating content. Instagram, on the other hand, like if you want to look good for a pic, like go for it. I'm all about the good Insta pic, but like YouTube, I think is a little bit different because you're able to actually use your words. We were just talking about in my class, like verbal versus nonverbal communication. And I feel like YouTube is such a, a big part of the whole verbal communication thing. How a video or even just clips. I think Kurt does such a great job of this, like telling a story through his, his content. So if you want to kind of piggyback off that, cause I think you do such a great job of that. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say, actually, I think that I'm like, I'm sure a lot of you are listening and you're thinking like, Oh my gosh, like I don't, you know, give that authentic version of myself. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Cause like, if you scroll mm-hmm. through my Instagram now, like all it is is like these, but like you said, Instagram and YouTube are different, but it's pictures of me and my new dog or all of my <laughs> recent photos were me traveling Europe. And what you don't see is like those nights that I stayed home and studied in Sweden and I didn't travel to Italy and go to fashion week yeah. or I didn't go to Paris for the weekend for a friend. So I think that like with Instagram specifically, um, you, although your post portray this highlight reel, I think I use my stories to portray like the truth and what yes, I'm actually I was doing. I just going to say that. Yeah. So like I'll post like on my Instagram story multiple times a day, like me walking my dog or like me making breakfast or me and my friends studying like somewhere at high point. So it's not just like me traveling. It's me mm-hmm. like showing, you know, I also do these other things. Obviously I'm not posting like me crying in these dark, deep moments, <laughs> but I like to use the little platform I have to spread awareness about causes. So like recently I partnered with Making Lemonade Fun, which is like a group of kids our age that are raising money for coronavirus relief because, you know, we believe we can be a part of the solution and not the problem. And like when I posted that, I probably lost like 50 to 100 followers overnight. And I was like a little sad about it. But when I was talking to my mom, she was like, don't even stress it because like you showing like that you're making an effort and doing something like to help other people who cares if you lose 2000 followers, like it doesn't matter. Just like mm-hmm. you're being your real self and that's all that matters. But, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. And then I think with YouTube, like you, Laura, you do a really good job of like talking to the camera. That's not my, um, <laughs> Thank that's you. not my thing. <laughs> I like to tell a story through videos. So a yeah. lot of my videos, I'll put these like cinematic shots of, like a pretty girl twirling in front of the Eiffel Tower or something and like try and tell a story with that versus like sitting down and talking to the camera because I feel like I'm so monotone and boring just to listen to. (laughs) No, I think you do such a great job of that too. Like I just said, when I first like DM'd, I guess you can say, Kurt, I like obviously stalked his YouTube channel and he had some like really cool videos on there and I just thought they were amazing like I watched them all in one morning I remember do you remember when I sent you that picture I was like okay so I just stalked your whole YouTube got it okay but guys don't think she did a lot I only had like four videos (laughs) (laughs) but still 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 um they're yeah they're awesome and I yeah I definitely wanted to bring uh like a boy on this podcast as my first guest which I was kind of talking to Kurt this morning about on FaceTime but I just think that Having like a different gender perspective too is also really cool. Um, just because, you know, girls think one way, boys think the other way. So I just thought that was really cool. Just creative purposes as well. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was a really good question. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So my turn, I guess. All right, let's scroll through these. Um, okay. Well, I think we'll start off with this one. Okay. So what is the biggest goal for yourself? You can start. Oh, okay. Hold on. I got to get my notebook. So I have this this journal that my mom bought me when I moved to Sweden. And she told me 
Like, you need to write in this all the time, blah, blah, blah. Because, like, one day you'll look back on this and you'll be able to, like, put yourself back in your shoes. And one of the things oh, wow. I did was plan goals for the next five years and the next year. And then I have not really written goals for my life, but more like a plan. But I'll say mm-hmm. my biggest goals for the next five years are, let's see, a bachelor's degree, definitely, which I'm going to do that. I'm in college now. But a master's or a doctorate is the goal. Um, I want to write a book within the next five years. I'm not sure what the topic is, but if you're a publisher, hit me up. Um, (laughs) I want to work a job at a startup company or start my own company. I like the idea of like small companies and like just few making a difference versus like a huge corporate job. Mm -hmm. And I want to invest in real estate, whether that be buy an apartment and rent it out or buy a plot of land and turn it into something, some form of investment in real estate. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. I would have never known some of that stuff about you. Yeah. I got secrets in my book. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I think that's so cool. Um, yeah, for me, I actually have this like it's like a, I guess you could say, I mean, Arlen calls it like a master vision. Yeah. And I took that. I mean, yeah, you know this, Kurt. And I took my written master vision and kind of put it into pictures. Mm. So, and that's my desktop of my laptop. Like, like a vision board. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. I mean, some key things on here I have is like, you know, I want to have like a really, really nice group of friends. I I do from home and whatever, some at college, but like just like a really solid group of people that are like like like-minded like me, like people like her, like the best. Exactly. Um, So yeah, (laughs) Um, obviously I want to stay in New York, stay in the city, Um, always you know, like filming, always doing stuff with YouTube. Um, I like one of my like all time life goals is to like be a guest on, um, the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. I think that would be like the coolest thing ever. Um, that's been one of my goals since I was little. And I like applied to work at NBC over the summer. I applied to like every late show, but who knows with the whole virus thing. But anyways, also, um, you know, travel more travel I've definitely been to a lot of different places as Kurt has as well but just doing that even more and more frequently would be really cool um I mean for YouTube like hitting a big milestone I haven't been like very specific with it which you know sometimes can be harmful or helpful but just hitting a big milestone also like working with like a really really big company that I genuinely love like I have a specific one like I would love to do like a collab with Doc Martens like I think that would be the coolest thing ever like have like L'Oreolo x Doc Martens like that would be sick I wear those shoes every day okay time Um, out time out you have a partnership with Lululemon so don't even (laughs) don't even (laughs) no but like something else like other than that right expand definitely Yeah. So expanding on that. Um, but yeah, just like staying happy and healthy. That's like, I feel like my two biggest goals, but like obviously other stuff come with that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good. Yeah. I think one thing with goal setting that I've learned is that I'm not sure if people know this, but, um, the acronym smart goals need to be specific, measurable, achievable. Um, okay. I'm not smart. What is real? (laughs) <laughs> I know T is like time worthy or time frame. I don't know. Realistic. Yeah. So like you need to, so like you, for example, your YouTube, like make something specific. Like I want to hit a hundred thousand subscribers by this day and I'm going to do it by this. And I think the most important thing for goals is like your action plan. Cause if you don't have an action plan for your goal, then all you have is a hope and a dream. Yeah. Ooh, that was so good. Kurt. Oh my God. Ooh, someone okay, quote it. Someone quote facts. it. <laughs> yeah. Someone better quote that. That was really nice. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like that a lot. That's really cool. I've actually heard of the smart acronym. I think you were the one that told me about it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like when key. we first started FaceTiming, I'm pretty sure it was you, but yeah, that's super great. Someone quote Kurt on that. That was so good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Let's yeah, see. You're next. <laughs> um, 
A lot of my questions about travel. Oh, here's one. It's about college. So how do you maintain like a top tier social life in college while also maintaining good grades? Okay. I think, I think you should, you should start off with that (laughs) because your social life seems a little bit better than mine. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, I think for me, so my school's really small. There's only like 5,000 kids. So, um, there's definitely your group somewhere on campus, but it might be hard to find it, which doesn't make sense because I feel like if it's a bigger school, it'd be harder to find it or easier to find it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think once you find your group and also don't specify yourself to one group, I think one thing that I've done really well or that makes me happy at least is I have different groups of friends. So like I have yeah. those friends that offer that top tier social life, like, you know, the going out, having a great time, like those memories that you'll never forget. But also I have those really, really important friendships that, you know, change who you are as a person and personal development. And they are like, they're saying like the, the five people you spend the most time with, like you're the product of them. Like I have those five people that I spend the most time with who I want to be the product of them because they're, you know, so inspirational stuff. And that, I think that way, like I can balance, like I have my study group, I have my like social life friends. I have my like travel friends. Like I think making yourself multiple groups and being like open to other people is really important. And that'll help you Mm -hmm. succeed in all aspects of your life, not just one. Yeah, that's so cool. I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I had a bunch of different friend groups in high school. Like, I don't really think I like belonged one place. Like I do have my like definite, like solid core, like, like my girls and, and Aaron, as everyone here will know, I talk about them a lot, but I don't know. I just think that being able to network yourself in a way that kind of like not gives off. Like, I, we were, I feel like we were talking about like Arlen does this a lot, which he's like such a, a great inspiration for not just us, but like for everybody, I think we were kind of mentioning this the other day. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kurt or no? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So like Arlen in his content, like shows very different sides to him. And I think that's what makes him so appealing to people. Um, so like he has, he has like a great social life and has great friends like Maggie and Gretchen, Emma, like all of them. But, you know, he also is like so, so smart and he is really into like self-development and all that stuff. Obviously, you know, he created Maxi, but I think it's really cool that people are able to present themselves in ways that shows the different sides. So like, kind of like what Kurt was saying, being friends with all different types of people and not just sticking to, um, like one group. I feel like it just gives more opportunity when you just go up to yourself and introduce yourself to someone. Like you never know the connections that people may have too. If you want to talk about like a job standpoint, like somebody from my high school, her cousin works at Jimmy Fallon and like, like got me in, in there, which is like so crazy. Like just like a girl that I went to high school with that I was like really good friends with, like being able to also, another thing is just like, be nice to everybody. And like, I know this is like so cheesy to say, but like treat others the way you want to be treated because one day you might need them for something as like shitty as that kind of sounds. I mean that like with the best intent, like you or they might have something in your life that like could benefit you yeah. in a positive way. So I think just being able just to be nice to everybody, not like a fake nice, like a genuine <laughs> real nice, because I feel like everybody also has something to offer and yeah, just everyone needs to be a little bit nicer. I put that in my master vision. Like everyone's a little too mean sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think definitely you know? we could all work on that. And everyone, like you said, has their own experiences and their own connections. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying like, go use this person because they have connections with Jimmy Fallon, but like, you know, relationships, you, you offer value. They offer value. It goes both ways. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's good for that question. If you want to, is it my turn? Yeah. I think it's your turn for a question. Okay. Um, okay. Your favorite college party experience. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. I brought easy. Kurt on here purposely for this because <laughs> he likes to party hardy. I definitely do not, but That that's is okay. not true. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, you can go first if you want. Okay. Okay. Uh, High Point has this party. It's an annual party every year, and it's called Derby Day. 
And no, it is in zero relation to the actual Kentucky Derby, which freshman me <laughs> thought it was. I thought this was a day where we all dress up in like suits and the girls wear those big fancy hats and we drink mojitos. No, that's not it. It's not the Kentucky Derby. It's just a giant darty. If you don't know what a darty is, it's a day party. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's at the like the second week of school and the weather's still really nice outside. It's August. And everyone just, like, mm-hmm. goes outside. And not just is it, like, a party, but it's, like, a like a welcome back. Like, let's get the year going. And it's great to, like, come back from summer and see – like, you literally see everyone that you knew last year. They're all at school, like, in this one field, like, hanging out together. And then you all go home and you take a nap. And then our school has, like, huge inflatables and, like – grilled corn and food trucks and stuff and then we like eat up and then we go back again out that night so i think that's probably like one like wild party experience i think that we all look forward to every year just because not just like the partying you could take the partying away it's just like the social aspect you're just surrounded Mm -hmm. by so many people and you meet so many people like this girl dropped her phone on me at derby day and fast forward five months later we went to paris together like I had no clue wow. who she was. We ended up having three classes together. She studied abroad in France. I studied abroad in Sweden. And we met in Paris for a weekend. So, like, it's just, like, I love, like, social events. Like, parties for social events. That's because crazy. you just get to meet so many people. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My school is, like, a whole-ass building in New York City. So, we don't have anything fun like that. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean... I guess, like, New York City as a whole going out, like, any time is so much fun. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I love going to, there's this restaurant, like, bar type thing. It's called Cantina Rooftop. I'm, like, a Mexican food addict. So, like, a good burrito, a good taco, like, you already know I'm there. So, of course, like, I go to Cantina for every event I can. And I feel like just any time I've gone out somewhere fun with great music with my friends like definitely makes me really happy especially like my college friends because it's like a brand new experience with people like we went to cantina probably during welcome week which is like the week before um like our classes start for freshmen at my school and I like went with my roommates and like some other friends and it was just so much fun just to like just like hang out and like listen to some great music. Like I don't know if you can really relate to that, but like when the music's good, like I'm so there. Like I it's love a vibe. Like it's a vibe I, for yeah, sure. I feel like that's why I like Soul Cycle so much, just because it's such great music. And when it's like happy vibes and it's people you're comfortable with, I think that's when I thrive the most. But yeah, that's like I don't really I don't really go to like what, what I don't even know what they're called. Like I don't even go to like the crazy parties <laughs> that all the all the college kids go to. I'd rather, like, edit a YouTube video. I think that's, like, so funny, but... <laughs> no, I definitely yeah. have those nights. Like, it'll be a Saturday night. My friends are like, let's go out. And I'm like, mm, you know, sleep sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to, like, watch Laura's YouTube videos, maybe some Emma Chamberlain. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, crazy. Yeah, it it just be like that sometimes. I feel like a big misconception with college and like Kurt, you go to like a real university, so like maybe you could talk about this a little more, but I feel like a lot of questions I actually got, which is why I'm touching on this, is people have this like huge misconception that like you have to drink at college or like you have to mm. go out every night. You have to do this. I mean, at least for me, like my school there's definitely like their fair share of parties and stuff like that. I don't really just like choose to participate and like my friends are so understanding of that. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's not your thing. It's not your thing." And like when, like I said, I feel comfortable and like the vibes are good and like I feel okay to go. Like I definitely will. But I don't know. Do you see that people at your school or like even your friends like have issues if there's ever times you don't want to go out? Because I'm, I'm like scrolling through the questions here and like a lot of people are saying like, oh, like talk about like party life at school or like how strict people like come when it like comes to drinking, um, like like stuff like that. Yeah, um, I don't know if you could talk about that a little bit more than I can, but um, I think so. Yeah, there are those. So that's the difference, like you were saying, between real friends and fake friends. I think is those people mm-hmm. who are okay with you not going out, but like the people who like genuinely get mad at you for not going out, like that's like kind of an issue. And I think that like under no circumstance is it okay to like drink because like 
your girlfriends are like, oh my God, like, let's go out, like go drink. Like, yes, you should not put yourself that just sets you up for failure. Because like, if you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation and start drinking, you're already uncomfortable. And then you go out, you're going to be even more uncomfortable. And you're going to be miserable the whole night when you could have just like stayed in and like watch Netflix and been happy. So like, don't, Mm -hmm. don't feel like the need that you have to go out. But I will say that you have the opportunity to meet people when you go out. It's not party. Parties aren't what you see in the movies. Like when I studied abroad, all the Europeans were like, are American frat parties like what you see in the movies? Like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sure, there's moments where it feels like that, where like the strobe lights are blinking and there's like smoke in the air and like blah, blah, blah. But like (laughs) in reality, it's gross. The floors are muddy. The like, it's just... It's yeah. a mess. That's so, what like, my friends say. They say like the bathrooms are gross. Uh, and, like it's so sticky. Disgusting. Like, my friend, do you have Do you have frat shoes? Do you have those? Like, they, <laughs> yeah, I wear, wear like an like, old pair of tennis shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what they always say to me that they have like a pair of frat shoes, which I think is so funny. Yeah, don't I, wear something we don't nice. Have that. Um, I mean, speaking about frats, um, because I I know you could talk about like your your business fraternity and stuff, but like someone asked, is it worth it to join a sorority or fraternity we don't have that at my school i okay. wish that we did because that was like a big thing in my life that i was like oh i want to be in a sorority so badly just because i love like the the philanthropic part <coughs> of it right but um yeah i mean you could talk about your experience with that and how you feel about it if you if you'd like yeah so um i'm gonna try and be not biased i'm in a business fraternity which is academic so technically it is not considered social greek so if someone was to ask me i was in greek i would say no because alpha kappa psi the business fraternity i'm in is recognized as a club and an organization on campus not a fraternity i will Mm -hmm. say joining a fraternity and sorority or sorority has its advantages for sure i mean like laura was saying the philanthropic part of it meeting tons of people um there's tons of connections because like everyone's mom or dad is like involved somewhere and like you have your brothers Mm -hmm. or sisters for life and stuff but i didn't join for the reason that so when i went to high point i knew a few people going in so i didn't have this huge urge to like rush and automatically have these friends and then after like a semester and then my first year was over I realized that like I could have the college experience I wanted without being in a fraternity or sorority. Well, obviously I'm not going to be in a sorority, but um, (laughs) like it's possible that you can have that experience without having to join something, but that's at high point. I will say every school is different. Um, So like at high point, I'm good friends with some of the fraternity brothers and like I can get into their parties if I'm not in the fraternity, but I know that there's a lot of schools where that's not the case and like there's no way dudes are getting in unless they're like in the fraternity or they have like a brother with them or something. Um, interesting, interesting. That's but so for weird. girls, you girls can life. get in anytime. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Most of, yeah, pretty much all of my friends um, go to a school that has the Greek life. Right. Um, I sometimes feel like I miss out on it a little bit. Cause like, it looks really fun, but it looks I don't know, fun. I it looks friends, fun. There are horror yeah, stories. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like I asked my friends, I was like, do you think I would like be in a sorority? Like, and they're like, no, you wouldn't last like five seconds. Cause it's all, I, I don't know. I feel like, well, also Kurt and I have never met in real life. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. But, yep. um, yeah, so Kurt obviously doesn't know me like in real life. Like we FaceTime all the time and everything, but it's different when you know someone in real life. But anyways, right. my friends are like, you are so not like those girls. And I don't know why I, for some reason thought that like, it would be a good idea to like be in one, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and I think, I think one thing with that is like, Like you said, like you're not like those girls. Every sorority is different. Like people, Mm -hmm. you go into college and like you hear like you think Zeta is all the blonde babes. You think this is all that. Like you have these stereotypes, like completely wipe those because I can go ahead and tell you like every sorority and fraternity is different at every single university. So like if you're going to rush, go into every single house with an open mind because like you want to fit in with the girls that you relate to, you don't want to... And you're comfortable with. Yes, yeah. you don't want to try and impress the girls just because they're recognized as, like, the top tier. Like, just because they're the top tier doesn't mean they're what's best for you. Like, sure, it might look good to have, like, Zeta in your bio, but if Zeta isn't where you feel, like, you know, what's for you, then I would mm-hmm. say don't do it. Like, you need to do, like, 
what's best for you because at the end of the day like it's about like if you're happy or not not if not what you have in your bio and what's ranked the highest on like greek ratings yeah and also don't you like pay for it too yeah it's expensive why would you pay to be uncomfortable like that makes no sense to me you know what i mean so i just yeah i totally agree with that statement i feel like that's a really great way to look at it look at you kurt (laughs) spit in the facts i'm not even in a fraternity so don't fact (laughs) check me but he knows but he knows (laughs) yeah Um, okay yeah let's let's move on okay um did you Um, have a question uh, let me see want me to go Okay, yeah, actually, can I touch on something really quickly? Yeah. Um, one of the questions I got was about how I, like, find cheap flights and travel cheaply. And I just wanted to say Google Flights is your hero. So the biggest thing with the Google Flights is you need to search for flights in incognito mode. Because mm-hmm. if you to search it in, like, a regular browser, like Google Chrome or Safari, and you're not in, like, private browsing, Google Flights tracks how often you look at that specific flight to philadelphia or melbourne australia and they'll make that price go up so that they can profit more money so if you search in private browsing they won't know that you're looking at this same flight for the same date and they won't automatically increase that price so do that and then book ahead and then also airbnbs are definitely the way to go just be sure you read the reviews because sometimes like an airbnb may look better than what it actually is interesting yeah, my yeah. my friends and I are trying to get. Uh, well, we were supposed to go to the Hamptons in May, but now that New York kind of like shut down, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's okay. So yeah, Airbnbs are definitely really sick. I agree. Um, okay, so the next question that I have is for someone looking to start a YouTube channel. What advice would you give them? Very fun. This is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess I feel like just like consistency is like the big thing, how the YouTube algorithm works. It's like very different from something like Instagram, who's, you know, algorithms like already all fucked up, but like, or TikTok, like, so how YouTube's algorithm works. It's like, if I post a video and X amount of people watch it and my watch time goes up and like my likes and comments go up YouTube's gonna be like oh people are watching this girl let's show other people it so then they will put that video on other people's recommended pages and then that is how you will gain a little bit more traction like the YouTube algorithm is like so weird but just being consistent and really like utilizing like cross-platforming Kurt and I talk about this all the time so Kurt's like actually a TikTok star for anyone um who doesn't doesn't know all his okay all his socials will be in the description of this episode but yeah Kurt has utilized his TikTok kind of to like cross-platform onto like Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that which is really sick and I for one just am not a TikTok star so (laughs) can't do that but I think just like the importance of like utilizing um, like when, okay, when you have a new video, uh, post it on Snapchat, your Instagram story, and maybe like plug it on TikTok, like wherever you have like a little bit of following. I always put mine on Facebook because a lot of uh, incoming freshmen from my school will friend me on Facebook. And um, if I ever have like a theater related type video, I'll put it there as well. Uh, So just like keeping consistent and like utilizing cross platforms would be my biggest advice. What about you, Kurt? Um, so for me, I'm not consistent at all. And, um, I, my like 2020 goal was to get into YouTube and I was doing videos like every time I would travel while I was in Europe and then I got sent home abruptly. So like that put a big, like non-consistent block into my YouTube videos. Of course. But I will say the biggest thing is starting. Like I made a YouTube account. I think it was back in 2014 when I looked at it and I always like people would always be like, Kurt, like you should be a YouTuber or (laughs) I would like always tell myself that like, and then I would never do it. Like this is your sign. This is your calling. Make your channel right now and do it and don't stop because people are going to judge you whether you do it or not. So like go ahead and do it and start and then you can work on being consistent and cross platforming. But like, just like this is your sign. Do it now and you won't regret it. 
That's so great. Maybe we should have said that in the reverse order, but um, yeah, but no, it's no, fine. it's okay. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and I mean I've mentioned this in previous episodes of this podcast, but like, you know, I've definitely had my fair share of people like making fun of me, and I, I feel like just really sticking to what you love and what you want to do is only going to get you so much farther in life. There was this saying that definitely. I like read one time and people who talk behind your back are behind your back for a reason. And I was like, that's so true. Right. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, I just feel like who cares if people talk about you? Like, it doesn't matter if it makes you happy and you like it, just do it. I agree with what Kurt said though. This is your sign. If you are starting or thinking of starting to make a YouTube, go for it. I have so many people text me and they're like, Oh my God, like you've inspired me so much to like make a YouTuber, like, you know, do some stuff on Instagram. Like, and that, like, that means so much to me because that's the whole reason why I created videos in the first place. I wanted to help people and inspire people to like, you know, live their happiest, most fulfilled life that they can. Like, whether that be with their friends, whether that be like making videos by themselves, like stuff like that. Um, so I, yeah, I think just staying true to you and what you love kind of just tramples over any advice we could give you. Yeah, definitely. And if anyone is hating on you, you just need to put things into perspective and realize they have something wrong in their life that's bringing their attitude down for them to hate on you behind a phone screen. Mm -hmm. And like, they're obviously not winning at life if they're spending their time hating on you. Because if they're winning and they were successful, they wouldn't have that time or that energy to comment something mean. So true. So like, you're winning by them commenting on you. And also, like Laura said, those comments drive up engagement. So let them comment. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you're watching my video. Like, you're playing with my ads. Like, you're interacting. You're giving me money. So like, why? (laughs) I don't know why you're you're like taking the time. Gary V. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk. For anyone who doesn't know who that is. Um is probably like one of the most incredible men I have ever seen in my whole entire life. I actually um, applied to intern at his, at VaynerMedia over the summer, but he talks literally word for word, like what came out of Kurt's mouth just now. They are at such a like, like low point in their life where they, they have the time to do that. Like you don't have time to, to deal with that. Like, it's like, there's so many other things that are going for you that like, why waste your time and energy? Like even typing out a response, like when people make a, like a rude comment, like sometimes I'll even just like delete it. Cause I don't need that energy and like stuff on my channel. Like I just don't need that. Um, so yeah, that's like biggest things for, for me. Yeah, I like to comment back to the hate comments, oh, but do like you? comment something really, really nicely. Like when I talked about earlier that um, I like did this partnership with Coronavirus Release Fund, mm-hmm. someone commented on my Instagram and was like, this is sickening, like you're um, like promoting yourself through a world crisis. Like, oh, why oh. don't you just <laughs> donate the money? Because I was asking, like, I post on Instagram, and I was like, for every story reshare, I'll donate a dollar up to $100. And so I commented back. I was just like, hi, like, I hope you're having a great day. Um, you know, if I didn't do this, you wouldn't have seen this. So That's true. if I just put, like, if I just donated $100, then the only person that would have known was me. But now I got 100 people to post it on their Instagram story. And now those 100 people know other people that see it. And they, like, it's about, like, you know, sharing the story and... Yeah. The getting people to see it. So yeah, not, yeah. not so much for like exposure. Like <laughs> I feel like that's such a, biz- a big misconception with social media too. Like people think that, you know, like people that make YouTube videos are so like shallow and like self-centered, but like sometimes they're just trying to help, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have another question or do you want <clears throat> me to go? Um, you got it. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I just saw a really good one. Wait, I scrolled past it. Okay, here we go. So what are some recommendations for keeping your life and studies organized? Mm, uh, Laura is a huge advocate for Google Calendar (laughs) and I am the complete opposite. So this will be good to hear. You can hear both sides. Definitely. Someone who's like insanely organized. I mean, I don't even know. Are you aren't you organized, though? (laughs) Yes, I'm organized, but not digitally. Like, I mm-hmm. have a planner, so oh, yes, I'm old yes. school. Oh, yes, You like to write it down. See, I like Google Calendar just because I feel like it's right in your phone. Like, if I'm out with my friends, like, I'm not going to bring my planner with me. That's just, like, my personal thing. <laughs> Which, like, if you do, Kurt, like, oh, my God, go for it. Like, that's your vibe. <laughs> I don't bring my planner out. I mean, it's okay. 
I just like having it on my phone because if I'm like out with my friends, oh, do you want to go get brunch on Saturday? Oh, I see. Oh, I have to film a video. Oh, I have an essay due on Sunday. Just like stuff like that. I just know everything right. about my life. And I want to do an updated organizational video because I did one in the beginning of the, the school year, but... I think I can talk even way more to it now because I've implemented like other things into my life as well that have really helped me. So thanks for reminding me that I want to do that. But yeah, Google Calendar is like my lifesaver. If I didn't have it, I I don't even know. Like (laughs) there would be no chance of me getting all this stuff that I get done. I just feel like being organized like leads you to live a very more productive lifestyle, which I personally love. Um, Yeah. So what's your opposite side to that, Kurt? (laughs) My opposite is, like I said, a planner, Mm -hmm. but the one inspirational quote that I have for um, scheduling Mm -hmm. and organizing is like, I was talking with someone the other day about like why I hate Google Calendar. Like, I don't want to become a robot and plan every single minute of my day and like eat breakfast between nine and 10 and work out between 10 and 11 and do my homework between 11 and 12, like all of this stuff. And he told me, he was like, scheduling like google calendar it is your servant it is not your master it is there to help you and it is not to control you so So good it's not like yeah sure like i went over 20 minutes for breakfast and it cut back on my workout time but like that's okay like i still have that schedule to go by and know what i need to get done for the day 100 percent. so like that's great just make sure you're not letting it control you i like that a lot that's really nice i think that's a great point that you brought up i yeah i definitely am a person that likes to plan out my day like like you just said and i've realized that once i forget about the like the very strict like criteria criteria i have to like follow I feel so much better because I'm like, okay, well, it's okay if I went 20 minutes over here and it's okay that I started my workout like a little late. Like this morning I started my workout a little late. Like it's okay. No one's going to kill you. Google Calendar's not going to like delete itself from your phone or anything like that. So yeah, that's a great point to bring up. I like that a lot. Um, Okay. So let's have a couple more questions. How are we doing on battery? Uh, I think we're good. It says I have two out of three, but we'll see. (laughs) It's okay. All good. Um, Okay. So we were talking about on FaceTime a little bit earlier, like healthy living. So my next question is how realistic is it to become vegetarian slash vegan um, while being cost effective? And I think we can kind of tailor this to just healthy eating in general because Kurt is not, uh, you're not right. You're not vegetarian or vegan, right? Correct. I tried to do it for like two days and then I felt super weak and (laughs) sick. No, don't worry. Yeah. I am vegan and I've been vegan for like, um, three, three and a half years, pretty much. That's crazy. Wow. Um, I actually went vegan on Halloween. What a weird, like, day to go. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, we can just talk about this like healthy living. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. So for me, I, so I'm from the South. Yes. And like any stereotypical Southern American, you love fast food, specifically cookout. Cookout, yes. Although I don't eat sweets or ice cream and their milkshakes, but I, it fast food is fast and it's easy and it's cheap. And mm-hmm. I think like the question she said about being cost effective is so important mm-hmm. because a lot of America lives in a food desert, which is like a high point where I go to school is the one of the nation's largest food deserts, which means there's no healthy food available. Really? And if there is, it's extremely expensive. Wow. So at high point, all we have is these fast food restaurants. And then I think the nicest grocery store we have is like a Publix. And I love Publix. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Publix is I nice. I love Publix. But, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing with eating healthy is like going to the grocery store and you're having to do it yourself because like if you go out to like some nice restaurant and you want to eat that healthy like seared ahi tuna salad like that's great but you're going to spend $25 on that but if you go to you know Publix, Harris Teeter, Trader Joe's and you buy the lettuce and you buy the ahi tuna and you cook it and do it yourself that saves you a lot of money and then you don't have to tip Mm. so doing I think eating healthy is really cheap or cheaper if you do it at home. Um, mm-hmm. Also, eating healthy doesn't mean that you have to. I think for me, eating healthy is just eating better than I did the day before. Okay. Which sounds weird because you're like, well, eventually, wouldn't you just like be a vegan? And I'm like, mm, well, no. Like, <laughs> I have cheat days every day. Of <laughs> like, I'll eat something unhealthy. <laughs> Yeah. Like tonight, my mom and I are my mom and I are having tacos. But like ten oh. minutes ago, I had avocado toast. Are you kidding so like, me? I want a taco. 
<laughs> I try to incorporate something healthy into my food every day. That's great. And a healthy lifestyle isn't just food. It's happiness, fitness, yes, um, social. Like uh, one of Arlen's videos that I watched, he was like, there's times of your day where like you're creative, there's times where you're productive, and there's times where you just need to be social and talk to someone. Yeah. And like, you know, being aware of what you need when you need it is important. So, so true, yes. Figuring figuring out what is healthy for you. Cause I think there's different standards of healthy for everyone. I agree. I think that's great. And I do like uh, that you brought up that, that point in Arlen's video, because I, I know what you're talking about. Cause I watched it too. Um, but okay, okay, good. yeah. So I think that's very true. I like on my maxi in my daily planner, which I mean, I made a whole podcast episode about this. You guys should check it out if you're interested. But in my like daily planner where it's like, do you know what I'm talking about, Kurt? Where it's like you have your your business objectives and then you have your yes. your mind yeah, mindset. Yeah, all that. So those three, the the mind, spirit, like all that, that's spirit my favorite part. Body. Yeah, because I like to like I'll do meditation and reading. Like these are things that I have to put into my schedule. Like meditation and reading working out and then I try to FaceTime a friend every single day sometimes it's Kurt that's crazy three days I put in a the row. same thing in mine wait yeah. no way <laughs> yeah I put FaceTime a friend in mine often yes just because I feel like what Arlen said is so true like there's times for work there's times for like your health when you're gonna work out and stuff like that but there's also times where you just need to talk to people like I find it very likely that I will get into like this little cave in my room and like the lights will be off and I'll just be editing for like seven hours. Like Kurt, you know, I Snapchat you and I'm like, okay, I've been editing for yeah. like seven hours. But then after that, I know, okay, I'm going to FaceTime a friend after this because I need a little break or like even in between. So I think that's a really great point that you brought up. And I will say, yeah, definitely. And like, especially now more than ever, oh, yeah. isolation is like detrimental for your body. Like not just like your mind and your well-being, but it's also bad for like your physical health because you're not encountering um, these like viruses and bacteria every day that your body could fight off and make you immune to something later. And you're automatically going into depression because you're seeing less people. Your lifestyle changes drastically. You're automatically become more lazy. Like I watched this whole YouTube video on it. So like talking to your friends is really important important getting out walking hiking mm -hmm. like just doing something right now more than ever is so important because it's just like you I feel trapped like I feel trapped in my bedroom so you have to do something don't let yourself just sit in bed and watch Netflix yeah, all day just be because active then, be active anything it doesn't even need to be like yeah. run a marathon like walk you walk your dog all the time right yeah so yeah exactly and my mom my mom always says laziness breeds laziness. So if you can imagine at the end of this quarantine, if you sat in bed all day, like how could you get up and go to school? Like yeah, true. you would be <laughs> miserable waking up and having to go to school. So use this time. Don't be lazy. Get stuff done. Definitely. I agree. There's so many questions about the city and I feel like it's just like really unrealistic to ask. So I'm going to save all the city questions for another episode. Um, <laughs> but... Okay, someone asks, do you think that money is a big part of life? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I love this question. Yeah, go for it. Start it off. Money is, okay, first of all, like there's the cheesy corny saying, money rules the world, money runs the world, and it does. I, so I go to a university that's really big on business in a new way mm -hmm. about how they view things, how they view money, how they view business, like People look at salesmen and they're like, oh, they're annoying. Like all they want to do is bother you. All they want to do is sell you something like blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But like, and a lot of people think like money is bad. Like you automatically incorporate like, sure, like this person's a millionaire and has like this thing and this thing and this thing. But like you automatically assume like he has other problems. Like his life is falling apart. He's on his second wife. Like he's this, he's that, or he's like into some political scandal. Like I think people view a lot of money as bad. Because there are those stories of people who don't have a lot of money and they're really, really happy, like the happiest people you ever meet. Right. But the school that I go to teaches me that money is good and like it's okay to like say you want money. Like the first time in my life I was sitting in class and we were doing 
like your stereotypical icebreaker and they were like you know what's something you want out of life and people were literally saying like millions of dollars like they were wanting money and that's when i realized like it's okay like business is good like you can conduct business be ethical be moral not screw over your clients and your customers and make a lot of money and live a great life like it's possible Mm -hmm. like sure the one percent is the one percent but like you can be the one percent and if you have the mindset that you're not let me just quote my president really quick. Nino <laughs> Cobain says, your present circumstances don't determine where you go, only where you start. So don't think wow. just because you grew up in a one-story house in a non-very affluent neighborhood doesn't mean that you can't be the next Bill Gates. Like, that's just where you start. Like, you're starting there. And sure, some people start higher than you and know it's not a race, but like you start here and you can go as far as you want. Like, okay, I'm done. That's my spiel. You got this people. (laughs) I don't even have to say anything else. Like I thought that was really good. (laughs) That's great. I love that you quoted your president. Truly amazing. (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do one more question. So this was tailored to like my school, but I mean, obviously you're here too. So let's talk about like, what do you guys do at school on the weekends slash like when you have outings i think that's a nice question to to end on okay um so for my school i mean the city is your campus that's what my school their tagline is so i definitely see us utilizing the city to you know the best of our advantage i think something that is really fun that my friends and i do we have like a we have like a new york city subway map um and like a map of all the boroughs and we'll just like close our eyes and like spin around and then wherever our finger points like we'll just take the subway and go there and hang out there uh which is like we've done it a couple times and it's been really fun yeah it's been really fun because I feel like well it's just especially where I live we are near like so many major subway lines so it's so easy to get everywhere which is like really really nice but yeah I think just like utilizing New York City for anyone who's coming to my school and listening to this utilizing New York City you know as much as you can there's so many opportunity and there's opportunities and there's so many great things to do there that like I hate when people say that they're bored it's like if you wanted to be bored you should have went to the middle of nowhere like there's so many great things to do yeah well no oh my gosh my camera's dying my camera's dying okay well talk quick talk quick (laughs) this is so annoying um so I go to a school in the middle of nowhere and for me like on the weekends we leave campus we try and go hike we try and go to a city because the city where my school is there isn't much Mm -hmm. so my school does a good job of like offering things on campus like we have a game arcade and pools and a movie theater and stuff but oh must be nice (laughs) i think getting out of campus is really nice like laura was saying explore your area yeah that's great okay well before kurt's camera dies uh thank you so much (laughs) for coming on and talking with everybody you want to quickly plug your socials even though they'll be down below but yeah um well thanks for having me i appreciate it this is my first podcast so don't be too harsh in the comments you did amazing (laughs) thank you but um yeah my instagram is at kurt.walker my name is spelled c-u-r-t not (laughs) k-u-r-t you can just search my name on youtube and it'll pop up and don't find my tiktok i'll appreciate that (laughs) okay amazing (laughs) all right so thank you guys so much for listening to episode 12 of girl on a train and i will catch you guys on the subway bye guys